Hello and welcome to Speaking Truth to Power. My name is Irvin Hill and I am your host. It's about 9.25 p.m. here in Stockton, California. And I am going to talk about today is about disciplined disciples. Uh, a very, very uh, tough subject, but there's a, a cost of discipleship. And uh, I'm going to come back to that. Just remember that. I write it down. Uh the cost of discipleship. And we're gonna go. We're gonna go deep with that because that's gonna put a lot of us on the spot, and uh, uh, we either learn from this or we'll keep doing what we're doing. So, without further ado, let's dive into discipleship. When we are leaders in the church and community, we sometimes get caught up in all too human tendencies to grasp for positions and power. We often don't take time to, do, to think about what Jesus requires us when we routinely examine ourselves. We come to understand what God has something specific and special for each of us to do. We may then be more inclined to focus on God and on his purpose for us. The only way we can be Christians, leaders, God wants for our community is to live each and every moment by faith and be open to fulfilling of the Holy Spirit. Then we will discern the role that God wants us to play in his kingdom. Our actions will coincide with what we say we believe. We will function and speak with the wisdom that the Spirit gives us. We will have the ability to set priorities and to be productive in whatever or set apart to do. To live by faith-filled, spirit-filled, life means that we must be disciplined. We must, one, stay in God's words, two, pray in faith, three, fellowship with God's people, and four, share the living faith with others. If we do these things on a consistent basis, we will be more clear about our God given abilities and priorities we will be able to find others to help and we will be effective in our work and witness God needs spiritual mature men and women who are wise in his ways to lead his church spiritual leadership must not be taken lightly it is only by faith and the power of the Holy Spirit that we can use and develop the gifts of God has given us for the good of his kingdom. That says a lot right there to be a disciple of God, a disciple of Christ. Uh, how we choose to go about it is it, totally up to us. But there's only one way to be a disciple. Let's keep that clear. There's no four or five ways to be it or that way. No, there's only one way. One way and the instructions are there to be there to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And we know his disciples were uh, really, really uh, focused. They were obedient. They followed instructions. Which a lot of us are lacking that of following instructions and being obedient. We want to do it our way all the time. 
and gets ourselves in trouble in uh, uh, numerous ways. So we we have to be focused. So I'm gonna go ahead and go into what I said. I was gonna go into uh, the discipline of the disciples that where they, uh, well, should I say, I'm sorry. Uh, I did mention the cost of discipleship, that there's a price behind that. And not many of us are, are willing to do that in order to be a disciple of Christ because we'll say, uh, it's not my problem. Why should I have to do this? So let's, let's dive in this right here. Now, this is not coming from me. This is coming from Christ himself, from the main man himself, putting it out there. Now, you can follow me. This is Matthews 14 and 26. Jesus says, if any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, ye and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Let me read that one more time. This is Matthew 14 and 26 coming from Jesus himself. Christ. And I'd say both Jesus Christ or Lord Christ because there's more than one Jesus in the Bible. If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciples. Wow. That's a lot, but it goes deeper. So that's, that's, uh, talk about your lifestyle. How many of us can, and can really take a look and say, uh, I hate my own lifestyle. A lot of us like our lifestyle, uh, because it's paying you dividends or you getting beneficial, beneficial out of it. Uh, but that, that's go deeper into what Jesus is talking about when it comes down to lifestyle. And, and a lot of us going to fall in that category and we're going to fail because we do not speak out against it. We accept it in the churches, in our homes. And you wonder why we're in such a disarray and the homes are frustrated. The churches are frustrated and excuses on top of excuses on top of excuses. Not going to get it with God because God has no respect of person. And until we learn what that means, what that truly means, we're all going to fall in a direction we don't want to fall. We always say, and I have respect for someone, but, it, you know, we put ourselves in a, in a position that we shouldn't be in. Because if you start using, I have respect for that person, then guess what happens? That person can't do no wrong because you got no respect. What type of respect are you talking about? Because he was, he told the bold, honest truth, you have respect for him. As soon as he steals something from you, will you still have respect for him? As soon as he lied to you, would you still have respect for that him or her? Let's be very, very careful about who we say we have respect for. There's a reason why God has no respect to person. That way he's not biased. He's not on the fence. He's straight about it. I have no respect to person because you all are sinful. You're quite capable of doing something you got no business doing. So let's go deeper into what Christ is talking about. 
And we're going from Romans 18 through 32. Now, this is going to get deep, and you're going to either you fall in that category or you don't. God's wrath against ungodliness. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifested in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their own imaginations, and their foolishness heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to the corruptible man and to birds, and to four-footed beasts, and creeping things, wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worship and serve the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God has them unto vile affections, for even their women did change the nature used into which is against nature. And likewise also men leaving the nature use of, of the woman burned in their own lusts, one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was met. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobated mind to do the things which are not convenient. Being filled all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, malasiness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignant, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boosters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, impensable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Now God didn't miss anything. God didn't miss anything. So if we do not hate our own lifestyle, we do not hate our mother lifestyle, our brother, our sister lifestyle, when those things are outside the realm of God's will, you're not disciples of Jesus Christ. So think about this. All these people that you go to church and meet and see, especially beginning from the pulpit, if that preacher is not preaching against what Romans 18 and 32 that God spoke against, he's no way he can call himself a disciple of Christ. Remember this. Romans 18, 
That's 1. Romans 1, 18 through 32. Read it for yourself. There is no way that any preacher or any deacon or any leader of the church say that he's a disciple of Christ and he does not speak against the ungodliness that God spoke against. There is no way. So we have no excuse if we're claiming to be a disciple of Christ and don't speak out against the ungodliness, against our own self, hate our own lifestyle. There is no way we can say we're disciples of Christ. So this is what's going on in the church today and homes now. They wonder why the kids are disrupted, obedient, disobedient to their parents. They speak against all these things. So remember, the church is in us. The church begins at home. It doesn't begin by going to the building. That's just where we meet together for moral support and to build our faith up because it tells us not to fellowship with the saints. So if we're not speaking against all these things that I just just read from one of Romans to eight, one through eight, one eighteen, I'm sorry, through thirty two, we're in trouble. We need to repent. We need to repent quickly and fast. That goes for me. That goes for my family. That goes anywhere. The lifestyle, either in my family, I'm going to say something about it. I expect them to speak out against me. If I'm leading a life of, on a road that's wrong, I expect them to speak out against me. I don't expect them to be leaning and say, well, you know, that's my brother and I can't, I can't say nothing bad about him. Crap, you can if you're a disciple of Christ, you're going to speak out against your brothers, your sisters, your mama, your brother, your daddy, everybody. It don't matter. If their lifestyle is outside the realm of God, you speak out against it. Hate your lifestyle if it's outside the realm of God. The will of God, speak out. Christ spelled it out. God spelled it out. So Christ, God is Christ because God was in Christ. The spirit of God was in Christ. So Christ is God. So he spoke out and he spoke out over here. No excuse for us at all. You hear it, you can read it for yourself. Romans 1, 18 through 32. And let's go back to what Christ said. He said, this is Matthews 14 and 26. That didn't come from me. If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sister, yea, and his own life also, he can be, he cannot be my disciples. And let's go a little further. And he says in 27, and whosoever do not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. There it goes. So when you go to church and pastors don't speak out against sin, beginning with Romans 1, Roman, Romans first chapter 18 to 32. If he's not doing those things, you got nothing going on there. Why be in that church? There is no sign of repentance in there. There is no way he can lead them to Christ. Evidently, he may be doing what he doesn't want to speak against. So, 
all of us need to repent as quickly as we can and do not hold back. And if you have not been baptized correctly, you really need to repent. And what Peter said in Acts 2.38, King James Version. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gifts of the Holy Ghost. 39. For the promises unto you and to your children and to all that one or four are for off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call us. Acts 2 and 38. So we have no excuse. God eliminate all excuses. But man always try to come up with them constantly. So I thank you for listening. This has been my time. Be sure to download the app. Be sure to like, comment, and share. God bless you. Have a great weekend.